0: Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable. Created by Remarkable, a speaker's bureau. I'm Sue Falcone, your host today and founder and CEO of Remarkable. Now, why did we create this show for you? Well, we wanted to showcase the talent that we represent and book for all events at our bureau so that you could get to know them as personally as we do. We know every person that we represent personally and also so you can see their value that they can bring to your next event or someone else's event that you might know of. And we also want you to see how remarkable they are and they're gonna give us tips of how we can be that too whether it's your personal or your company or your organization. We just love that. We thank you today for joining us. Happy Valentine's Day a little early. Some are celebrating this weekend, some next weekend. Whenever you celebrate, happy Valentine's Day. And the chat line is active. We look forward to your questions and your comments. Now, I wanna welcome our featured guest today, and you're gonna have a great time with her. It is the remarkable Dr. Gretchen Moran Marsh. Now she's an international high energy mental health keynote speaker an expert. She's a clinical psychologist and is on a passionate mission to destigmatize mental health. Don't we all want that to happen? Yes. As a noted expert in her field, she shares that even experts can experience different mental health issues from time to time. And she is transparent in her speaking and counseling to share her personal stories and solutions she has found. Now, what doctor does that? (laughs) That's all I can say on that. And she recommends some health self-help techniques, which we're gonna hear about today more. And she got into public speaking, to being a professional speaker so that she could show all of us how to have more resilience. Don't we need that? Yes, every day. So I am so looking forward for you to hear all about Dr. Gretchen Moran Marsh. Welcome Gretchen, thank
1: you for coming. Oh, Sue, thank you so much for having me. I'm just delighted to be here, and I'm delighted to be represented by Remarkable Speakers. So thank you so much for having me, and I I look forward to sharing this half hour with your viewers about mental health and how we can improve it.
0: And it will go by fast, I can assure you that. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to want to know more of you, so we'll have you back. That sounds (laughs) great. I can assure you that. I can assure you that. And where are you coming to us from?
1: So I am outside Detroit, Michigan. I'm in a suburb called Bloomfield, and I'm up here. It's a little snowy outside, but it's starting to warm up, and uh, so I, I'm just a little north of you.
0: Oh, yay. Well, I'm in from North Carolina, and guess what? It warmed up. <laughs> We've been in the deep freeze for a long time, it seems like, but it's warm, warm this week, so that we're thankful for that and our I just want to thank our broadcast director, Lisa Raymond, who's behind the scenes. And she's from Arizona, so she's warmer than all of us. So, hey, we're just having a great time together today. And, again, thank you for coming. And you had to get up. Oh, no, we're on the same time, so we're good. Some people have to get up early to come here, (laughs) like Lisa. Lisa does. (laughs) But, anyway, to start off. Dr. Gretchen, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into professional speaking.
1: I'd be happy to. So um, as you said earlier, I'm a clinical psychologist and I specialize in mental health problems and I have a private practice. And in my private practice, I mainly see people with relationship problems or difficulty uh, coping with anxiety or depression or some other mental health problem. And I noticed in my practice that my clients didn't have like basic mental health knowledge. So I became very interested in getting my word out to more people. In my community, the schools started asking me, Gretchen, could you come in and talk to our students about anxiety or depression or how to really cultivate positive energy and positive mental health? And I said, sure, I'd be happy to. So I started with the schools and then through the schools, corporations started calling me and say wait a second we're seeing mental health problems in our workforce could you come in and talk about burnout or how to improve communication or a big one right now is how to develop resilience or how people could best um, cope with their caregiving um, responsibilities so then workplaces started calling and it just took off from there I love it I love that I can reach more people than I was able to on a one-on-one practice. So when my speeches are, is everything that I speak about has been proven in research. So I teach about what happened to our mental health. We saw a decline even before the pandemic. And then the pandemic increased mental health problems. I talk about how that happened. And most importantly, I say, I give real strategies about how to improve your mental health and how to prevent mental health problems in the future. So I I just really love it. I'm thrilled about it. I get feedback from all over the world about techniques that I have taught them that really did, say, improve people's mental health.
0: Wow, that is great, Gretchen, because you know what? We need to feel comfortable talking about it.
1: We do. And we
0: need to have the professionals that we can talk to and feel comfortable too. That's what impressed me so much with you, that you share yourself, and I can share myself too, and that's that's good.
1: That's what it is. We need. The, we need to normalize mental health problems that we have all suffered in mental health problems, you know, at different periods in our life for certain. And right now, we have seen a huge spike. You know, pre-pandemic, the World Health Organization found out that one in five had a mental health problem. And post-pandemic, that number has increased between 20 and 30%. So we're all suffering in some way. I included. You know, my mental health did not improve during the pandemic. But we know these people then are going to work. And they have mental health struggles at the workplace. So it's really a huge topic and and really, really important, not only for the individual, but also for the company.
0: Why? Because it's become a very hot topic, especially in companies and these things. And why would a company hire you to come and offer a mental wellness experience? What are the reasons they're giving you?
1: Right. Great question. So as I said, you know, they are seeing this majority of people now, almost between 45 and 55 percent are suffering from mental health problems and they're bringing their mental health problems to the workforce. And this is demonstrated by decreased, um, increased absenteeism, decreased productivity, increased problem relationships between coworkers, and the workforce is saying we've got a population that has a problem. What can we do about it? Now, the great thing about it is there's been a lot of research that Deloitte did about companies who invest in their in their employees' mental health, and they found this, that for every $1 a company invested in mental health, they got a $4 return on their investment in increased productivity, decreased absenteeism, um, increased positive communications between coworkers, decreased use of um health care plans those sort of decreased turnover those sorts of things so they found that if they helped their employees with their mental health they were more productive and as a result the company also was healthier so now companies are thinking wait a second this is something that we've got to do it's good for them and it's good for us
0: that is so true even though i have a a company that doesn't have broad things i know i know we need that too you know yes. so it's 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 just really amazing what you can do to help people now what topics do companies companies and conferences and schools what topics do they most request from you
1: great question so one of them is general mental health mental wellness how do i cultivate a, a world of being mentally healthy For me as an individual, but also me as a corporation and me as a person, maybe with my family and all that. So general mental wellness has been a huge topic. Um, Another one, because the pandemic, we saw an increased rate in three mental health disorders, anxiety, depression and substance use. So I'm getting a lot of companies asking me, Gretchen, can you come in and talk about stress? And when does stress turn to anxiety? And what can we do about it? Because here's what really what happens is when we feel stressed, stress is actually a good thing. Everybody feels stress. Uh, We want people to feel stress. It's protective. So if there's like a snake in the corner of the room, it's stress that prevents us from going to go approach the snake. But then we saw that people were experiencing too much stress and they were starting to experience anxiety and depression. So those are two huge topics that people asked me to come in about. And that's related to burnout. Burnout is a huge topic. And what burnout really is, is feeling overwhelmed by your work. I am overwhelmed. I cannot cope. I cannot get as much done. What can my corporation do? And what can I do as an individual to decrease burnout and really develop resilience? So resilience is something that lots of companies love me to talk about. It's the idea of when some adversity happens, How can I overcome that adversity? How can I demonstrate to pick myself up and to keep going? And there's really a lot of great proven techniques to improve resiliency. Um, Another hot topic that is really coming in to play is the idea of caregivers. Uh, This population right now is having a lot of caregiver responsibilities. People, the workforce is saying, I've got to care for my kids at home and I also have to care for my, my parent generation. And they're feeling really stressed. So, we're knowing, especially women in the workforce, are suffering from that. So, those are kind of the big main topics. But also, with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I get a ton of inquiries could you come in and do a mental wellness speech? September is a huge one for suicide prevention and awareness. You know, we've seen suicide rates really increase, especially in specific populations. So we know that the manufacturing uh, population has a real spike in suicides than other, um, in construction workers as well, than other domains. So I get a lot of inquiries about those sorts of topics.
0: That's wonderful. And almost every month I'm seeing people are putting more emphasis on it. Just like you said, you know, that National Mental Health Awareness uh, Month. But like in February, I think it's, on the children you know yes the, you know it's national you know,
1: child mental, mental health children. yep
0: yeah and that relates in the workplace too because if you have children and they've got a problem then you've got to know how to handle that so
1: so true you're only as happy as your saddest child at home and uh that's a huge one so i so say that again you're yeah. only as happy as as well i think the saying is is you're only as happy as your uh your saddest child is at home, being the idea like, I, you can never be happier than what who who needs the help at home. So these people come to the workforce, and they bring their struggles of their children, whether it's their children being bullied, we're seeing that huge, that's a huge topic, or even the um, the shootings in schools, fear that children have about going to school, and also parental fear about sending their kids to school. How can we cope with that in our society you know our society has a lot of big topics going on and they're causing a lot of stress you know you know look what just happened this week um uh overseas and the the horrific earthquake this causes a lot of stress in people even when they're not in that culture and even if they're not in that area so we're really seeing a, a, you know whether it's child or environmental uh, people really need the help
0: So true. It's so true. And we don't realize a lot of it goes right back to that, that we experience, you know, we don't realize we get busy and just don't realize it. So tell me, are there different ways to improve our mental health?
1: Yes. I'm
0: I'm sure this is one you get. Okay. This
1: is a huge one. Gretchen. Okay. What could I do to improve my mental health? And this is a huge topic. So let's break it down. Mental health, When we talk about our mental health, we talk about how we feel, right? And how we feel is affected by two other things. It affects how we think and how we behave. So in your head, if you can imagine a triangle and have the top be your feelings and the bottom left being your behaviors and the bottom right being your thoughts, those three things are interdependent on one another. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, if I have a problem with my thoughts, if I tend to think negatively, not only will I feel bad, but my behaviors will also change. I'll probably withdraw and try to avoid certain things. Now our mental health is affected by our thoughts. It also is affected by the way we behave. People, some people that are suffering from mental health problems, engage in behaviors that increase their mental health problems. We know that avoidance is a huge one. Um, People who are feeling anxious, tend to avoid situations and they think that that will make them feel better and in the short term it does but in the long term they've missed out on opportunities of growth and experiences and relationships um our mental health is also affected by how we feel and if we can learn to cope with our negative feelings better and there's a ton of great strategies that not only will our behaviors change but also our thoughts will become more positive so if you can master and I can help you with all of this, your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors to improve them, you will ultimately have mental wellness and well-being and you will walk through this world experiencing much more positive energy and many more relationships.
0: I'm excited about this. Yeah. I really am because I just know right now Today, everybody who's watching here, and if you're watching, we'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts (laughs) right here. If you have any questions, let us know. But can you give us a trick today? Say we've got our audience or say even myself, okay? Yep. I'm here. I'm really not feeling my best because of some circumstances and, you know, all kinds of things that affects that. But what is the first thing when we notice this and we notice it right away, don't we? Yep. Uh, What should we do to improve our mental health right then?
1: This is great. So when we are feeling a little bit off, or we're feeling a little bit sad or maybe a little anxious or just not ourselves, the very first thing to do, and I say this to all of my private patients, I say this to everyone I speak to, I say, did you check yourself? S E L F. Self stands for sleep, exercise, leisure, and food. And every day you should really be checking yourself. So we know that getting good sleep, that's the S of self, is decreases negative feelings. It also increases our health. It increases our cardiovascular health. Our, you know, if we get good sleep. It decreases our chances of cancers and all these sorts of things. So the number one thing to do is to check your sleep. Am I getting enough sleep in my day? Now, adults should be getting between seven and nine hours of sleep. Okay, I'm sure if I ask the audience today, everybody raise your hand. How many of you got between seven and nine hours regularly? And my guess is, is that the majority of people are not getting enough sleep. And we know that the children aren't getting enough sleep as well. So the number one thing to do is to get your sleep. You can't do anything without good sleep. You know, you can't problem solve as well. You can't cope with negative uh, emotions. I'll tell you a story. This is a, this is a really great story. I had a private patient um, in my practice, and she was a 12-year-old girl. And by the time I got her, I was her third psychologist, And she was seeing a psychiatrist as well for medication. And she had an anxiety disorder, but nothing was working. And she came to see me and I saw her mother and her mother was, her mother and her father were both in the healthcare industry. One was a physician and one was a nurse. And they came to me and I did a full assessment of her. And yep, she did have an anxiety disorder. And it was displaying itself is that she had this fear of vomiting, and as a result, she wouldn't eat. Now, this was especially problematic because she was also a diabetic. You'd see she had to eat to regulate her sugar levels in her bloodstream, but she wasn't. So I came and saw her, and yep, she had an anxiety disorder. But I decided not to treat the anxiety disorder because through my assessment, I also realized she had a sleep disorder. You see, what she was doing is... Every night, when she went to bed, she required that her mom get into bed with her and lull her to sleep. And mom would go and do that, and what would happen? Daughter would fall asleep, and then mom would you know, slowly get the covers out and go back to her room, and daughter would wake up and run back to her mom's room and require her to come back and fall asleep with her again. And they did this cycle between five and six times a night. You see, the daughter had a sleep disorder. She was not getting enough sleep. She was not getting enough quality sleep. And you know what? Her mom also had a sleep disorder. What I did was, is I retrained her about how to fall asleep at night. I taught her techniques about how to occupy her mind as she fell asleep. And I also taught her that when she woke up, she had to wait 15 minutes before going into her mother's room to get her. And during that time, she had to do these deep breathing techniques. And you know what happened? In three weeks, the daughter was sleeping through the night. And as soon as she got enough restorative sleep, the anxiety disorder went away. It was that apparent that the sleep disorder was causing the anxiety. So sleep is hugely important. I tell you that story because I want you all to remember that, that if you're feeling off, it's sleep is the number one thing to do. You know, I talked about checking yourself. There's three other things. Um, We don't have so much time to talk about all of those, but the other one is exercise. Am I moving enough? We know that people who exercise, they release endorphins in their brains, And the latest research shows that when you exercise for 30 minutes at a time, the endorphins in your brain last the next three to four hours. So who doesn't need a lift in the middle of the day or at the end of the day? If you exercise, you will have a lift for the next three to four hours. So that's the E of self. The L is leisure. Am I having enough fun? You know, I think that we all should be having fun every single day. Our society is a little bit off sometimes in that we wait till Friday night to start having our fun. But really try to incorporate some sort of fun in your day. I'll tell you what I do. This is a big one in our house right now. I have a 16-year-old son. Um, I want to spend time with him. So we go out and we pull the ping pong table out into the uh, driveway at the end of the day, probably 20 minutes before dinner. And he and I play ping pong together. Now, what am I doing? I'm having fun. I'm bonding with my son and I'm also moving. So consider how you could incorporate something fun every single day. And the last one is food. Hey, we know that junk food really wreaks havoc on our mental health. We have found that processed foods, sugars, um, um, juices, all these processed things cause anxiety and depression. So check your food. What am I eating? What should I be eating? Well, you should be eating fruits and vegetables and the fatty O3 um, uh, omega-3 fatty acids, those sorts of things. So your my tip for you today is every day that you wake up, if you are feeling off or just like a practice, check yourself did I get my sleep? Did I get my exercise? Did I get my leisure? And what am I eating? What's my food intake? You start your day like that. And I promise you, your mental health will start improving today.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I know that we can make a handout of this. Yep. We can offer it for each of to all of our audience and all that couldn't join us today or will be listening to a replay or the podcast next week. So I'll get with you. So we'll make sure everybody has that.
1: That sounds great. I'd be happy to have a handout for everybody.
0: Great. Because that's, that's pretty simple, but yeah, to do, but it's simple on it every day.
1: Hey, it's simple, but it makes sense, which makes people more motivated to do it. And if you get in the habit, you know, the idea being is, is if you do it as a ritual, so here's what the Trick is, if you get up every single morning for 21 days and check yourself, it goes from a ritual to a habit. And when it becomes a habit, you don't have to put as much effort into it. It will just be a natural thing you do and something you can do for your kids as well.
0: And we've got our audience saying, yes, they need the handout. Their drawings are not quite as good. And also they're loving exactly what you're bringing to us. So we're reaching the right tone and information they wanted to, they came on to hear. This is great.
1: This is I'm great. so pleased.
0: I know it's, it, look, we could talk forever. Couldn't we? We could minutes goes by in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, Whoa, this is true. And so
1: Oh, I think Sue's having a little bit of a technical difficulty. We'll see if she can demonstrate some resilience in how she handles this. What will Sue do? Will she sign off or will she come right back in with a positive attitude? I I, I think I know Sue well enough that uh, once she can connect again, there she is. All right. Guess what? (laughs) You have done your job today. You have already worked today
0: because you've taught me about resilience. Well done. We knew this morning, we had a little issue here. We're not sure where it's coming from. And we, we worked through it and we saw it was happening. And I said, okay, we're just going to do this. I mean, you know, we can handle this. So thanks. What a great mindset. We, We showed you technology is not perfect. And what we can do at remarkable, this is how we handle things. I can tell you stories from all of our speakers that have done many virtuals that this happens to them too. So we are excited that, thank you to our broadcast director and to uh, Dr. Gretchen for keeping us calm, saying we can laugh about this. We can. Yep. We can fix it, you know, and we will fix it. But Thanks, Gretchen, for that. I have one closing question for you. Sure. What are you going to do today to be remarkable?
1: What a, what a great question. Well, I feel pretty remarkable coming onto your broadcast and doing something remarkable by coming in and sharing some of my mental health techniques. That makes me feel remarkable. But I'm also going to do some remarkable things for myself. It's so important that we all take care of ourselves every single day. So today I'm actually gonna go take a tennis lesson and practice my tennis to take some time for me. You know, if we can all balance our work and our home life and what we need personally, that we will feel better. And I know I will be more remarkable if I take care of myself. So I'm gonna hit a tennis court tonight.
0: Yay! That sounds like fun to me. I'd look a little awkward, but guess what? I'm dancing tonight. So, hey, we just make up, (laughs) you know, again, Uh, we thank you for, for being with us today. And those out there, we'd love to hear because the challenge is for you today too. What are you going to do today to be remarkable? We'd love to hear on the chat line or a comment uh, anywhere so that we'll know We'd love to hear what you're gonna do because we promote that. We want you to be remarkable because that's key to our lives, to know that we're right in tune with where we're supposed to be. And again, thank you for coming today. Thank you, Dr. Gretchen. And audience, we hope you will join us next Friday, February the 17th, where we will have the remarkable Dean Lindsay International award-winning motivational business speaker, MC, thought leader, and best-selling author. And he was just awarded recently, named by Global Gurus as one of the world's top 30 speakers for sales in 2023. Quite an honor. So you won't want to miss that. And be sure and subscribe to our um Oh, Lindy's going to be teaching financial education today. Yay. I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. That is remarkable. We all need it. Yes. But be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel because so that you won't miss an episode of our show and you can go back in case you forgot (laughs) the wonderful information that Dr. Gretchen shared today so you can relive that. And you can see all of our previous episodes. Now, guess what? Make sure next Wednesday it will also be a podcast so you can listen to it again. But wasn't Dr. Gretchen wonderful today? Wouldn't you love to see her at one of your events or an event that your company, organization, school, or any uh, outlet is sharing out there? All you have to do, we have had booking information for you from how you can have her at your next event. And again, I wish you a happy Valentine's Day and we will see you next Friday.
1: Thank you so much, Sue.
0: You're welcome. Have a great, I hope the snow goes away soon.
1: I hope so too. And I hope you dance your shoes off tonight.
0: Um, We probably will. exercise.